another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're coming to you live from Times Square, NYC. NYC. And right now, this is the long-awaited review of Guardians of the Galaxy. We just came from seeing Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, and sir. Eves, what's... Oh, my God. The words are just exploding. What do you think about it? Uh, still in awe. It was... It's a great movie. I can't even lie. I think it's the best Marvel movie yet. Excuse me, I'm under the weather right now, but... Nose is running, but yeah, it's the best Marvel movie ever. Let's take a look before we jump into the movie. Like, you all right? You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so excited about it. Like, you know, I went, I went with the preconceived notion that oh, it might be a little bit bad. It might be good. Um, it just might be. You know, I said there was a lot of lot of stuff going on in my head, but when I actually sat down and watched the movie beginning to end, wow. Yeah, wow. No, it was a great movie. I, I think Marvel really. Um, they, they took it a step further with their movies. It's like every movie is getting better. Yeah. Before we go. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Ephraim Guzman, along here with my heterosexual life mate, Eves the Cannon Sannon. Keep saying that. Yeah, yeah. You have to keep saying that anyway. And give us our our email. Our email is theatomicpodcast22 at gmail.com. You can just leave any messages. I'm not seeing any messages, people, so come on. Like, anything that you want us to talk about, movies. TV shows, uh, I don't know. What else do you think that we should talk about? TV shows, um, video games, or Rocky Balboa? I don't know. But like nostalgic video games? Yeah, let's do two nostalgic video games. Except E.T. for Atari. Nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah, that's. I think we're dating ourselves when you just mentioned Atari. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. Right, right, right. So, long-awaited Guardians review. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool, cool. So... It's an all-star cast. All-star cast. But let's let you know, if you haven't seen the movie, there's going to be a crap load of spoilers. It's going to be a spoiler-filled show. So if you want to go see the movie first, go see it, then listen to the podcast. If you decide that you want, you don't want to see it yet, just listen to us, and you'll find out the whole movie straight right from yeah, here. Yeah, because we're spoiling everything away. Yeah, this is a spoiler, a spoiler review. It's a spoiler review. It's just really, yeah, it's going to be a little in-depth and just... You're just going to have to pay attention if you want to listen to it. So, Exactly. So get down to it. You know, there's the whole cast. You have Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Zoe Saldana is um, uh, Gamora. Yeah. Sorry, Karen Gillan <laughs> is Nebula. Batista, Batista is Drax. Drax did a good job. Did a great yeah. job, surprisingly. Bradley Cooper. I know sometimes you know, wrestlers don't make that transition from wrestling to acting, but he actually can act. The yeah. Guy can act. Well, I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie Wrong Side of Town? That was not one of his better that, movies. That was a Batista movie, Wrong yeah, Side of Town. Yeah, yeah. Well, with, with Rob, Rob Van Dam, which was... Uh, it was a low-budget flick, but it was... Jesus Christ. Was it WWE? No, it wasn't even a W. It was actually a Rob Van Dam movie, but then when Batista was starting getting big in Hollywood, then like his poster was like in the front cover of the DVD, but the movie is bad, though. Oh, it's I can bad. Imagine, I can you know? Some of these guys can't take can't make that transition. Yeah. Nobody's but, like a Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. Or a Hulk Hogan. Or, oh, God. Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hogan yeah. act? Hey, I like Mr. Nanny and Suburban Commando, so you know, oh, those are no, the nostalgia. One with, the, one, the one with um, 
Zeus, no holds barred. Oh bar. yeah, no holds barred. Yeah, that's oh man. That was, yeah, that was that was that was back in the day. Yeah. God. But anyway, we're digressing. Um, back to the, the all star cast. Yes. Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Yes, as Ronan. Yes, Ronan. and um, Josh Brolin, Mr. Chin as Thanos. Yeah, wow. they called him Mr. Chin. <laughs> yeah, but he did a good job. Thanos appearance. Yes. Tell me, everybody in the movie theater, oh my god, crazy guys, guys. When we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the minute Thanos popped up, Everybody he had a huge nuts. evasion. You would think the ghost of Elvis was alive. He, when he made his first appearance on screen, everybody was screaming. Everybody, everybody was, was like, nuts. "Whoa!" Whoa! Everybody's gonna stay shocked. I mean, he really looked good. They really did a good job CGI wise. The whole armor, it just looked, yeah, it looked good. And the grin, you know. Right. Well, he didn't really grin. He was kind of like, well, he was really on some regulator stuff. No, but when he was pulling back, but then when the chair was pulling back and he had the smile, you see all his teeth. Like, right, was, right, oh, right. shit. This business just picked up now. We're right, seeing right. Thanos. Like, you know, this is going to be part of a larger world or larger universe. But he's not going to be in Avengers 2. Um, that's the rumor. As far as, as far as right now, no. But, you know, never say never. You know, like, oh, and we was way off in our after credit scene yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that we'll get back, we'll get to, back, to, that. We'll get back to that but um, yeah Thanos um, Josh Brolin as Thanos who else uh, Glenn Close another A-list actor in yeah, another Marvel as movie as Nova Prime Nova yeah. Prime with John C. Riley. Riley, yeah the guy that used to he played on Step Brothers yeah. he was actually another a Nova agent um, let's see it Hey, Rocket Raccoon stole yeah, Rocket, the show. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon. To me, Rocket Raccoon and Groot were the Han Solo and the Chewbacca of this movie. They were they both mesh well together. You see, I, I gotta disagree. I think Star Lord was kind of like a Han Solo. Uh, I think yeah, he was. He was a, he was a he, mixture. I, I, he, yeah, because he had the charisma of like Han Solo. With yeah, he had the looks of a Luke Skywalker and had the swag of a Han Solo. Right. And then he had the like the snar- snarky remarks and comments like a Tony Stark. Exactly, you know? exactly. So he was like a mixture of both. I mean, Chris Pratt did his thing in this movie. I, I, yeah. I, I was like, I never really watched. Wasn't he in, in Parks and Recreation? Yeah. Never really watched that. Show. I don't watch anything. Yeah. You, you then, can tell. Like everybody can tell that. And James Gunn, because you know he had to gain thirty pounds of muscle. And James Gunn said, even if he doesn't gain the muscle, he would CGI a six pack on him because that's how good he was as Star Lord. You know, yeah, he was, yeah, he's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Like it was just a very humorous movie. It's like it just took its turns. Like it went from being. You know, like, so yeah, from the beginning of the of the movie, the first like five minutes of the movie, it's just like almost like a tearjerker when you get down to it. Just talk about that first scene in the movie. Well, the first scene was the movie when um, Peter Quill was a little boy. Yeah, he was listening to his Walkman. The Walkman plays a huge part in this movie. Is mm-hmm. uh, the mix that his mother gave? Yeah, him. everything is a symbol of ev- everything is a symbol in the movie. Right, right, right. And then you know he was talking to. Well, he was in the hallway while his mother is actually was dying of cancer. So his grandfather actually took him inside the room to see his mother for the last time, mm-hmm. and he was just too scared to see her. And mm-hmm. she asked for his hand, and he was too scared to give her a hand. And then she passed away at that point in time. He ran out the he ran out the hospital, which I don't understand. How can a little kid just run out the hospital without no guard security and just run out? I mean, it is the eighties, but still, regardless of the fact, I mean, yeah. Then next thing you know, he ran out, and then he's seen a big ass spaceship. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a glowing ship, right? Big glowing huge, ship, yeah. and just scooped him up, stating that that was his. They were getting him for his father. So, who? That's the main question that we need to ask. Who's Peter Quill's father? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, yep. who is Peter Quill's father? I don't know. People were saying. I thought Yondu, which was the one of the Ravagers, he was one of the actual you know characters in the movie, was his father. Yeah. 
It was almost like a father figure to him too. Right? He like raised him, and stuff, right? Exactly. Right? A ravager, ravager, ravager. So I don't know. So, but who's Peter Quill's father? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how Marvel's going to do that either. This seems yeah. kind of weird. So that was the beginning of scene. Yeah. You know, he always had his Walkman on him. Then the Walkman was the mixes of songs yeah. that his mother always played in the house. It took place in the '80s, but the songs were '70s songs. Yeah. Yeah. So now, and then the, and that was the only part of the movie that was based on Earth. That was yes. the only time you saw Earth in the movie. Right, it was right. Was the right. beginning of the movie. So then it jumped into yeah. him transitions to being an adult. You yeah. know, trying to actually get that. Well, you don't know if it's a well. To be honest with you, audience, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's an Infinity Gem. The second part, the second part of the first part of the movie, he's trying to get the Infinity Gem. Yeah. You don't know the Infinity. We don't know if it's an Infinity Gem. Until they open it later on in the movie, but or Infinity Stones as they call it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Gemstone. What the hell? I gotta correct yeah. me for it. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> they know what we're talking about. There. They know right. it's Infinity Gem. Gem yeah. puts onto the glove and then it tears. You know what I mean? You could be the ruler of the universe. Yeah, it's neither here nor there. So it starts off from there. You want to go? Yeah. On? So yeah. So basically, um, Peter Quill is in a planet. He has the mask garb. He has his uh, like brown coat or like maroon coat jacket. Maroon coat. He's going through jumps and hurdles. It reminded me, that scene sort of reminded me of like the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when Indiana exactly. Jones is trying to get the idol. So basically he's going through different hops and turns. Right. And he goes inside like a, a cave. It kind seems of a like layer, a like kind of a layered yeah. cave, but it seems like it's surveilled. And then he It's gets, kind of weird how like you said that. Like it's kind of like there's a lot of elements of Steven Spielberg in, in, in this movie like kind of the yeah. Groot and Rocket are like Han Solo and Chewie and he's kind of like you know trying to get the Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. like it's kind of weird like, yeah so I'm sure James Gunn is a fan of Steven Spielberg but there's a lot of nuances and a lot of like you know callbacks to like certain movies when you watch the, the film right, right, there's a lot right. of callbacks but that scene reminded me so much of Indiana Jones when he's singing the idol and then he switches it with sand so he grabs the, the orb I think it was it a ball like, it was the in orb. a ball and it's a ball and then Quick, fast. Those guys. Who are those guys? Well, the the, the Manaju Hanasusun. Yes. I can't Amistad. pronounce his name. Yeah, Amistad. <laughs> Amistad. Amistad. We'll just call him Amistad for now, you know? Amistad comes in and then, you know, he does that little cliche. He's like, you may know me as Star-Lord. And then... You know, who? Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows the commercial. And then yeah. He tries to, I mean, he drops the orb. He tries to get away. I mean, obviously the orb is precious to some, everybody. So everybody doesn't... I guess everybody knows what was in the orb. Except yeah. us. Yeah. If, you, if you've been watching Marvel films, you know that's the MacGuffin of the movie. So basically that's going to be what what's going to cause destruction is whatever orb or, or, or you know, gems or whatever. That that's the, that's the main focus of the movie. It's that orb. Right, you know, right, right, idea. right. And then it jumps into, um, you know, everybody with Ronan, yeah. Nebula, Gamora, which is um, sexy-ass Zoe. Saldana. Yeah, a fine-ass. Um, they were there <laughs> with Ronan. Yeah. Now, Ronan... Let me tell you about Ronan I like. Ronan was the archetype for a good villain. Even though he died at the end, which, you know, that's my whole thing. There's no solid Marvel, Marvel villains, villains that stay, like, mm-hmm. except Loki. Right. Yeah. Except Loki. But what I'm... It's good is that he played the part. Like, I felt like he was a good villain for that time within the whole space atmosphere and they had somebody they can go against like everybody hated him in the movie yeah I mean compared to like you know uh, um, uh, Obadiah Stane from Iron Man where you know he was like kind of like a good guy bad guy they turned completely bad like it's it's just like they had a villain and then Marvel killed him off like yeah I didn't didn't, that's one thing I I don't understand why does Marvel do that they just need to listen 
if they keep him, well, obviously they. I mean, if you see the movie, or if you haven't seen the movie, Ronan does go against Thanos. Yeah, Thanos is on some wipe his hands. You know, Thanos gonna handle his business. He's like, when I see Ronan, this gonna be a problem. Well, yeah, he's like, but he did go against Thanos, and he stayed. And you know, what I don't understand is that why would Marvel kill him when they can make a whole? They can make well, Guardians of the Galaxy two is coming out in the next. What, two years? Yeah, I think they, yeah, they announced that at Comic-Con, so yeah. you already had a sequel before the movie, movie was even released. Right, but it's the thing, it's another thing is that they could have had Ronan. They yeah. could have had him, and he could have had him in the part two. Maybe he's not dead, I don't know, but they always are killing off these villains. Makes yeah. no sense to me. What do you think? Yeah, I think the same way, too. The, the, this villain in the movie was basically a one-off villain. You know, Thanos... But why, though? Why does Marvel do that? Like, why do they need these one-off villains? Okay, Winter <laughs> yeah. Soldier didn't die, fine. But he wasn't really a... Quote unquote villain. villain, he was just yeah. like brainwashed. So I don't know. I think the villains don't have enough substance as a good guy. Like, Ronan has substance. That's one thing I can say that Ronan did have substance as a villain. Like I didn't like him. Like I didn't like him. Just like I don't like Loki. Yeah. I love to hate Loki watching yeah. those Thor movies, but he's somebody that can stay. Like he can be in Avengers three. Who Loki? You think? No. Or? Well, Loki's gonna be in. Oh, let me tell you something. Loki's gonna be in all these Avenger movies. Yeah. Where, but Ronan can be in it because if yeah. that's the good case, when Guardians meet. Avengers, Ron is going to be the one that's you know being the villain for the Guardians. Yeah, yeah. He can do it. It's just that I don't know why Marvel does that. Stop killing. Listen, Marvel, if you're listening, stop killing off these freaking villains and keep them for next movies. Yeah, we need them to live. You know what I'm saying? And especially when Age of Ultron comes out, you know what I'm saying? Ultron is just going to be like a one-off villain, I think, as well. Exactly, exactly. Like that's making this is like I, I don't get it. I, I, maybe it's me. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Excuse my language, but yeah. you know, it just makes me irritated. But back to the movie itself. Before I went on the long rant, they were stating that they needed the orb. Mm-hmm, yeah. So they went. The Ronan sent Gamora to get the orb. Yeah. Peter Quill got the orb. He wanted to go exchange it for. I guess you know. What I mean, it was. I guess I don't know. It probably was worth a lot. People knew what it was, but people didn't know what it was at the same time. It was worth yeah. a lot. He went to a, a space pawn shop. Like yeah. that's what we want to call it. For space pawn shop, and then the sequence went inside the uh, middle of the square where Rocket and Groot also see that. Peter Quill had a bounty on his head. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah. they wanted to. So everybody's there. So it's Peter Quill, Rocket, Groot, and Gamora. They're all fighting for each other for different reasons. Yep. Gamora wants the orb because she she betrayed Ronan because she wanted to get away from Ronan and Thanos. Yep. Groot, Groot and Rocket are trying to actually get Peter Quill for a bounty, and Peter Quill is trying to exchange the orb for the money. Exactly. Yeah. But you know she wants to get away from her father because. Thanos actually killed her family, right? That's right, in was. front of her. Like, like, kind of like Columbiana, if you don't want to be. Oh, like, I, didn't, I didn't see Columbiana. That's how Columbiana That's what I saw, that. and I was like, I was like, what the hell? That shit is like Columbiana. Was like, With green skin, right? Yeah, it's like, sh- they killed her parents in front of her, too. Yeah, like, being green, she was El Platano. Oh, right? God. <laughs> like, Corny! Sorry. <laughs> they killed her parents in front of her in, in Columbiana, and... I got to tell you, man, these Marvel... Villains are kind of gruesome. They're killing people in front of them. Like, Jesus. Didn't yeah. Ronan kill Batista's family in front of him, too? Yeah. Was it Ronan or Thanos? Well, Ronan yeah, did it. Yeah, and Ronan, he was like, yeah. But he was like, Ronan was Thanos' pawn. Yeah. But it's neither here nor there. We're jumping the gun. So they all get arrested in the square. Yeah. All of them get arrested. For, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're like in 42nd Street acting up. You know, they all get <laughs> So I guess they decide to have a little pep talk and, you know, tell each other about what they're doing and how they're doing while they're walking the stroll in prison. So, you don't want to keep going, remember? Well, man, you you know, saw the movie twice, so... Like, I did yeah, see the, the movie first... twice, so uh, 
did see the movie twice, but that's what. What I mean, yeah, yeah this is, but you ain't gonna have to see the movie twice. I mean, yeah. like, the viewers, I mean, the viewers are gonna see. Dude, it's okay. So let, let's get back to it. So they were walking the stroll while they were. It's, it's a perp walk. If you guys don't know, and if you're into prison or another crap like yeah. that, they're walking the perp walk and they're walking. And Rocket is explaining, you know, I mean, things that he's done. He's gonna break out of prison. Yeah. He knows who Gamora is. They're gonna get out so they can, you know, get this orb so they can get this bounty. So they have to figure out they're gonna get this money so they can do it all together. Mm-hmm. So they are in there, and everybody wants to kill Gamora. Yeah. Because you know, they know that she's, she's Thanos', Thanos daughter, daughter, and you know, Thanos is wreaking havoc in all the universe and killing everybody and all that jazz. So. They so it leads into them sleeping. It's a sleeping. Everybody was sleeping, and then I guess the guard was like, "I'm gonna take Gamora." And they're, to the gonna, back. they're gonna ice her. They're gonna ice her. But that's when Drax comes. Yeah, Drax is like, "You know who I am," and then you know everybody's all scared and nervous. And yeah. They're like, "You know what? Let me do it because you know Ronan killed my family in front of me. Also, it's mm-hmm. just kind of messed up. Everybody's getting their families killed in front of them." Yeah. So that's when Peter Quill, Rocket come in and try to coax Drax to not do it because you know you can get Ronan and we they, everybody they're all trying yeah. to play there's all these mind games yeah. such these mind games on everybody them, so. needs each other and everybody's a right. misfit and they need each other for a better goal because they want to get that money right yeah. exactly so they just stop now then there's the whole sequence of them being in jail um, yeah. actually getting out with like I guess Rocket turned the uh, a little pod into a little spaceship. He yeah. made it to like anti-gravity yeah. so they can actually get out. Then the sequence, like, I'm just paraphrasing. I mean, because if yeah. you saw the movie, you know exactly what No, we're not going to say you each, we're not going to talk about it literally from scene to scene, but we're talking about, the, we're getting much part of the gist of the movie, though. Yeah. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Because I don't want to leave anything out. I don't want to leave the important stuff out. That's the most Yeah, yeah, yeah. After they get the pod, that's when they go see the collector. After yes, yes, played by Benicio del Toro. That's when they were. That's who Gamora was going to give it. was the um, bounty for the um, orb because you know he collects all the crap in the freaking universe. So they was going to give him yeah. that. And and from his collection, as you can see, there's so much Easter eggs in those collections. Yes, I think probably yes. when they come out with the DVD, we'll probably see everything that he has in the co- in the collector's collection. But you know, you see, you don't see, you see Howard the Duck immediately. If you look directly up on him, you see Howard That's the Duck. That's what they said. Right I didn't see it. I wasn't paying attention. When no. I was paying, sorry about that. You know what? Screw it. You know what I mean? Howard Duck is the actual after credit scene, if you want to know, which yeah. I was so disappointed in. My colleague right here was disappointed in. We thought it was going to be something. See, I don't know why Marvel does that. Needs to lead into another movie. I'm yeah. spitting all over the place. Apologize. But needs to lead into <laughs> another movie. Yeah. Why, the, why the hell would you put Howard the Duck? Yeah. And honestly, he can't even tell us how to duck. I know, like the way he looked, it was just like I don't know. He looked like Scrooge McDuck almost, like a like Scrooge, a broke yeah. Scrooge, a homeless Scrooge McDuck. We don't have that big ass yeah. money money building that he has I in know. the backyard. Like, but but you notice also in the collection, he had a dark elf, he had a Shataru, right. Um, some people were claiming they see either Odin or Beta Ray Bill in one of the cells. Beta Ray Bill is one of the other Thor yeah, members. That yeah, he has a hammer himself. But we got to look at it ourselves again, though. Um... I heard uh, one of the slugs from Slither was in the movie, but I didn't... Slither? <laughs> yeah, because James Gunn directed Slither, and those, those slugs were in the movie, but I didn't see it myself. Um, they said the, it was a cocoon. The cocoon, which supposedly has Adam Warlock Adam in Warlock, it. you know, a popular Marvel character. Yeah, that's in, you know, and it's not hatched yet, so yeah, it's still so, there. 
Right, People were saying that in the theater too. I don't know if remember the guy that was sitting next to us. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, that's Adam Warlock." Like, yeah. fool, you don't know it's Adam Warlock. We don't know <laughs> who it is. Like, but yeah, the collector had a lot. Yeah, he had yeah. a lot of crap, and then you know, Gamora and you know, the rest of the Guardians. Well, it's Gamora, Drax, and Groot. They actually Gamora, Drax, Groot, and Star Lord. They actually went there. Drax stood outside. They actually went to give the orb, and I guess they found that it was an Infinity Stone. Yeah. So they realize, oh, this is crap. So then, they, I guess he gives the backstory of the Infinity Stones as right, well, right? The, the gems, he gives the back ends of the gems, you know. And then you see a cameo of the Tesseract, and right, know, right, 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 right. So they, that's what um, I remember. And then you see, same with the, I guess one of um, the collector's workers gets fed up. You know, she doesn't like getting me abused, and yeah. she grabbed it, and the whole crap exploded. Like the whole half of the damn yeah, the collector's collections were ruined. Right, right, right. And while they're in there, Drax wants to send a message to Ronan. Yeah. So while the explosion went down, Ronan came through afterwards. So it's like yeah. Drax was like, you know, I gotta fight this dude, you know, because he didn't kill my family, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he said that he didn't even remember killing him, which is kind of fucked up that he's killing so many damn people in the universe. He didn't even remember, remember killing his family. Yeah. But if you're killing somebody all the time, you're not gonna remember, you know, a one, a two, a three that you're killing. You that's know? true. That's true. But this just sucks though. But you yeah. know, Drax lost the fight. And what's pretty cool, everybody in outer space in the universe, they speak English. That's another thing. Yeah. Nobody speaks another freaking language in that. No, like, yeah. I don't know. I guess it would, the whole movie would be in subtitles, so I guess that's why everybody speaks I, in I, English. That's another thing. At least, what, even Star Wars, the, the other yeah. episodes, even they had people speaking another language. Um, Come on, man, like, everybody can't speak pro- proper English, too. Like, yeah, freaking, I think in Star Trek, they were speaking Klingon. Like, the Klingons speak Klingon. Well, but they also speak English as Star well. Wars also. Yeah. Who was speaking in different languages? Oh, yeah, like Greedo or Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, Jabba the Hutt. Well, Hutt I don't knees. know what the fuck yeah. Jabba was talking about. I mean, they didn't have subtitles because I was confused as shit. Yeah. But, yeah. Everybody speaks proper English. They're like Britannica English, too. Like, you know what I mean? They speak <laughs> English and they have slang words. Like, everybody understands. Like, yeah. And there's black people in space. Well... Well, yeah, I think there's only one black person in space. Oh yeah, who? Yeah, I, um, I'm a star. Yeah, I guess it's funny. You always have to have one token black. What was yeah. it? It's it, in um, Idris Star- Elba. You had Thor. It, right. Thor. It was Idris Elba. Only one was... black guy, and then you have freaking Lando Calrissian. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. Remember for trivia, he's the first black man in space. Lando he's Calrissian, Mister Colt Forty Five. Type shit is that? Excuse but, my language. What the hell? But he is though. He's the only. He was the first black dude in space. See, that's the thing. They go. They they trying to leave all the black folks in space. Like they ain't leaving <laughs> me. I'm going too. Like I'm going to be the first person. Well, they ain't no Spanish too. dude in space. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Wong or anything like that, so... Yeah, that's not fair, though, but either way, that started with digressing yeah, again. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. There's no black and Hispanics in space. I know. I don't know why they do that. But back to what we were saying. So, yeah. during the fight between... Um, the fight between, um, what you call again, uh, Ronan and um, Drax... Yes. Ronan mops the floor with him. Yeah. He mops the floor with him. So on the other side... It's like Drax was hitting him with spitballs. Like, he did not phase Ronan at one bit. Right. Other side, the rest of the guys, um, Star-Lord, Rocket, and Gamora, went up into space to try to actually... Because the Cosmic Cube... Excuse me, Cosmic Cube. What am I talking about? The Infinity Gem got taken up by Nebula. Yeah. By Nebula. So... They went to go get it. Yeah. They couldn't get it, so they went to like a part of space where you know if they get out, they went in pods. So if they got out the pods, they would die. Yeah. Nebula seeing Gamora, which well, we didn't say Nebula and Gamora are sisters. Yeah. Sisters. So sisters. Well, play sisters, if you want to call yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, play sisters. She shot down her pod, Gamora's pod. Nebula shot down Gamora's pod, exploded. She was gonna freaking you know die and 
space, which I don't understand. Is like, it's like they're in space, but they can breathe sometimes with the space air. No, but it's no air in space, though. So but then when they were, she was crystallizing, you know, and then that's when Peter Quill, right, went with his mask, right, and mask, then, and put it over her head, and he was like, he'll he'll die. So that explains why he didn't like, you know, he's human. You figure he would just die right away because he had the bloodshot eyes and everything like that, right? But so. Like you, know, you, you, you find out in later on in the movie that he's not full Terran. They call Terran. 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 He's not full Terran. They find out he's not full Terran, so they they say that. But anyway, like he he risks his life to save her. But what he does, he calls the Ravengers Yondo, which is played by Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker, which is his like surrogate, um, surrogate family that you know he's that raised them. They pretty much raised him. He was a child, and you know they trained him to be a Ravenger himself. So yeah, so they. What he did is that he made an SOS to them because they know that he, was, he knew they were looking for him. So as soon as they they were both out in space dying, he came and got them both. Yeah, which saved their lives because they put them back in the pod. Mm-hmm. So fine. What happens after that? <laughs> I think from what I remember, come on, man, you supposed to remember? This I saw film? the movie one time, dude. You know, what I'm saying? I saw the movie twice, but I mean, I'm still I'm I'm. I just, the, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Otherwise, they're trying to figure out all that. Yeah. We talk about the whole damn movie. We're not even giving our opinion. We talk about the whole movie and stuff. Like they didn't even have to see the movie because we're telling the whole. Movie. I know, right? Literally, literally. step by step. <laughs> From what I remember, like they're basically in the ship, and he wants the, the he wants the orb too because you know he wants to get that. Is, what is it? Is, is it called the orb? What is it called? The movie? Is it the orb? That's I, don't, I, don't know. That's what I think they called the orb. Yeah, the power gem. I guess. I guess it's called the orb. Yeah. Well, they wanted to. Well, the Ravengers wanted. They wanted because they wanted a bounty. So they was like, "No, let's all go to Ronin and go get it." You know what yep. I'm saying? So they all rallied up. Drax decides to be on their team. You know, he feels like you know he let them down because he called Ronin and you know he was like, "I fucked up." Yep. So they all together decided to go to Ronin so they can go get it. So they went to go ambush the um. Ambush the actual ship. Talk about how these guys, the camaraderie from everybody. Everybody became oh my like, God. yeah, everybody was like friends overnight. Well, well, no, they they weren't friends overnight. It's like they tolerated each other, but the mix met and mix. It was it was very in depth. It was like a lot of layers to these characters. Like yeah, these characters yeah. had a lot of layers to them. Each individual lost something. Yeah. You and with their losing, they yeah. all became together as one... As a family. They right. became a family. It was almost like the Fast and the Furious, but with space creatures. You know, basically? <laughs> you know how Vin Diesel was like, be familia. You know, so everybody's my family. This one, you know, Peter Quill lost his mother. He's still grieving the loss of his mom and feeling regret of his mother. Rocket Raccoon has a lot of internal um, turmoil. Yeah, he was drunk. It's time when he was drunk and he was like... Telling like you know, saying that oh he he didn't want to be this way you know it's, yeah. they they did this to him they experimented on him right it's not his fault it's just kind of cool that, like you know I mean they they showed these characters with a little bit more humanity or, right yeah. it's not like they were just singletary characters or superheroes just, they weren't superheroes they, they were, were just, just like people you no know, normal people of you know normal space, space people yeah. like you know I mean people got their shit fucked up like yeah, yeah exactly thing so it's like they just tried. To do what they had, Drax. You know, they killed his family. He wasn't trying to be this way. It's like they just made him this way. Yeah. Groot stole the show for me. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. I mean, Vin, I am Groot. Right. Vin Diesel did a good job with those three lines. But yeah, I mean, it's like I never get Vin Diesel, but him talking about the movie himself, saying "I am Groot" was like the most important. The, even the way he says it No exactly It was like the most important way he says it Every time he said I am Groot It meant something Right you know, right When he said I am Groot 
You know, even if he said, I am Groot because you need to go to the bathroom, or I am Groot because he wanted to get a cup of water, the inflection of the voices, of <laughs> yeah, the inflection of the voice was different. The way, you know what I'm saying, the way I am Groot, I think he was perfect for it. I, like, at first, I had second thoughts about, I said, they're going to pay this guy X amount X amount of dollars for his voice, but it definitely comes out. Groot really shines. No, Groot movie. really shines, and at the end, he says, we are Groot, meaning we're all together as one. He's not only one person, it's we as an individual. It, it, yeah. it just, it was just... Really good to see really genuine characters on screen that you can relate to. As in, it's kind of like it reminded me of this. You know, this could be like a new Star Wars. Like it just reminded me so much yeah. of Star Wars that these people have these complex lives and they're just trying to get their stuff together. In which it just fo- un- unravels piece by piece, which leads everybody to become together. It's just it, it was just a. It could just have its own. Series, I mean, episode yeah. two to five to seventeen, like you know, what I mean, it just was, good. and you know, it, and it, look, Peter Quill doesn't know who's father. Luke Skywalker didn't know his father either. Exactly, you know what I'm exactly. Just, he left it a cliffhanger. Yeah, right, 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 right. You so know? it's just, it was just, it just really, yeah. it, it made me see, like, you know what, Marvel is not just being one sided with superheroes. They are just trying to conquer the board all across. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, right now they have. The Earth universe established. Now this is like the beginning of the space universe, you know? Well, they have Earth established, and they have freaking Asgard established. Yeah. So it's like now they have Earth, Asgard, and everything is correlation together because, you know, those Asgardians went to the Collector. If you didn't see the end of Thor, Dark World, the Asgardians went to the Collector and they dropped off, you know, Infinity Gem. Yeah, the Ether, yeah, which was one of the gems from the Thor. Right, so they dropped it off, and now... Like they has like it was just so it, it, well Thor did explain it he did explain it in Thor one about all the worlds all the realms are together yeah including from space Earth you know yeah Asgard but yeah this is another movie what do you think man you just kind of quiet like, uh, no I'm just, I'm just taking it all in because I'm just trying to process it in my head like this movie really showed like it showed me that. Marvel is not a one-trick pony, you know what I'm saying? Even no, though, absolutely not, absolutely not. Even dude. though, like, basically all the movies so far is basically about a stone, about a stone, about a stone, but everything, I think the whole movies, everything is about the piece of the Infinity Stone. So far, all the movies have been about the stone, and I think, so far in all the movies, there's been four stones that have been shown. I think there's two more stones. Like, uh, in Asgard and in, in Odin's like, quarters, they have the whole gauntlet there. Yeah, they have, just have the gauntlet, but they no, don't they have the have stones, stones in it. You seen the stones? If you, if no, those are I think the pockets for the stones to go in. You and they light up. Yeah, you know, like in the comics, like you know, when Thanos has the the the, the glove, you see each color stone of the Infinity Gauntlet, the Space Gem, the Power so Gem. So why would they put? So when he gets the gems, they all light up after that. Well, so supposedly, yeah, but when he Man. puts them in the glove, so I don't know. I just don't because I just feel like it's, that's what I'm thinking. Is when like, they're gonna get to the. To Avengers three, uh, that has to be the end. The end game for that. I don't Avengers think so. 3. Marvel has so many movies to the pipeline. I don't think it's going to be like that. But, I, they, but they've been teasing Thanos for so long that I don't think they're going to drag about this with is, Avengers five. They they, they, they they did this to shut us up. Yo, real. T- I think they really yeah. just did to shut us up. They was just got Josh Brolin to be Thanos. So everybody be like, oh, where's Thanos? Oh, Thanos is not in this movie. Why is Thanos got teased in Avengers? So it's like here, here's Thanos. Leave me the hell alone. Oh, you think so? Till Avengers 2059. Like, oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, it's, our kids have kids. I think that's too long away. I don't think that's going to happen. I think I still think Avengers 3 is going to be just about Thanos. We thought Avengers 2 was going to be Thanos, too. And yeah. it, it, it ended up to be Ultron. Yeah. Which, uh, which I don't I don't, I don't, don't mind. I don't mind. It's kind of like, you know, a curveball. Like, yeah. 
As I'm saying, especially after seeing this, you see Thanos, and you just want Thanos to be in the Avengers, and you want to see all the Avengers fight Thanos, but it's just a whole build-up. It's a whole build-up. But do you realize what's going to happen to these guys when Thanos gets all the Infinity Gems? You've seen the Infinity Gauntlet. The contracts are going to expire for Marvel? That's what you're saying? (laughs) First of all, not to stray away from the topic, if they do decide to make the um, Avengers 3 with Thanos, which would be, what, 2017? Yeah, just about 2017. What? Um, Robert Downey Jr. might be a senior citizen by that time. Yeah, he's was it, how old is he? Well, he's damn near this. He's still old though. He's kind of yeah. old. Like he got, I mean, he got a good couple of years left on him. But it's gonna look kind of funny if he's still Tony well, Stark. He could still be Tony Stark because the suit is. You could get somebody in a CGI suit or a stuntman in the suit. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Robert Downey Jr. doing all those stunts. You know, he's Iron Man. You know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just want somebody younger to be Tony Stark after a while. Like, 2017 is 2014 now. You know yeah. What I mean? No, I, I just can't see. I don't know. We said that with the old Batman stuff. I just can't see nobody else's Iron Man but Tony Stark. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Right, you know? Tony. Right. Exactly. He's, he's, he's just so Tony Stark. It's like, I see him as Tony Stark in every movie now. So, let's say Thanos gets these gems. And I guess because well they're teasing they're teasing the Gar- the Guardians and Avengers crossover that's going to bound to happen yes that's but, definitely going to happen so all these other sub characters that they have are all going to fight Thanos do you think so like I think Thanos is good. the Infinity Gauntlet is I think one powerful weapon and you know each gem has all that power it's combined together he could just I think snap his fingers and they all could die that's how they did that's the how comics, they right? in the comic books yeah yeah you know and so. then they saying that um they, they, I don't know if you saw the uh, rumor Miss Marvel is actually in. And um, Age of Ultron. Oh, Age of Ultron, right? yeah, she's in it, quote unquote. You know what I mean? She's going to be in it. Um, Vision is in it. But they showed him with the freaking red and green, like, the not red and green, excuse me, the red and orange, red and orange, red and yellow, red, red and yellow, yellow, like costume. Iron Man costume. Yeah. I guess he just took a piece from Iron Man. Uh, they're saying he's getting billed by Vision, no, I mean, Ultron. Ultron. So he probably's going to have Tony Stark stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought he was going to be green, but that's neither here nor there. So, all these characters are going to be fighting? Yeah, well, yeah, most likely. I, I have a feeling that, you, you know... You realize it's going to be in space, right? Yeah, it, it's, I think it's going to be on Earth and space. I think it's going to be everywhere. I don't know, time, different realms, because, you know, they have the time gem, which can go, I, I don't know, I just don't times. know, I just don't think, me personally, how is that going to work with them fighting Thanos and these characters are they're pretty much damn near human. Yeah, that's... And this is kind of space. Like, this is out of space. Like, well... Tony Stark got to make a suit for Captain America so he can breathe in space. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Everything's, I think I think Earth is going to be the end game. Another invasion in Earth. That's what's going to end up happening. Everything happens in freaking Earth. It all the invasion. Back to Guardians. Yeah. Back to Guardians. Yeah. Like, well, this is all a Marvel conversation anyway. Guardians. This is the Guardians review. If yeah. you didn't know what it is. Our email address, let me just plug that one more time, is theatomicpodcast22 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, back to Guardians. So, the end of the movie. Of the movie, we find out that Peter Quill is damn near half alien, half human. Yeah. Um, they decide to destroy um, Ronan. Ronan with the gem. Well, no, he, they they destroyed him by um, Peter Quill doing the Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was a little setup, right? There. Right to set him up. Um, Root sacrificed himself. Yeah. For the whole. Um, so they, everybody that's, where you, that's where you were saying that we are Groot. Right, know? right. He sacrificed himself. And the reason why Peter Quill could hold that gem is because he's part alien. Well, let's get to the point. Um, Ronan gets the gem, and Ronan slams the gem into his you know big, big hammer. hammer. Right. So he engulfs half of the powers of the 
cosmic. No, excuse me. I'm just kind of you know sick and delirious at the same time. He engulfs the gem with his body. So now the hammer has the gem. So now he can actually do crap with the hammer. Yeah. So they decided to actually take the to take the gem out the hammer with one of them rockets bigger guns. Yeah. So now Peter Quill jumps to try to get it. So Peter Quill grabs it. Everybody's shocked that Peter Quill can actually hold it. And nothing can happen to him. Yeah. Meaning that, you know... But, like, you see him deteriorating little by little, but it's like, he, you know, he's not dying. He's still right, holding Right, it, right, know? right. So it makes, makes it seem that, you know, he is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, That's who they then, are. Yeah, but then, you know, everybody holds his hand. Right, that was know? the sequence. That everybody yes. is holding his hand while he is, you know... Engulfed in all this power, like and dra- that's like where the love for the team just came in. Yes, that's what happens. That's what happens. So then you know they explode Ronin, which I don't understand either. I tell you, Marvel, keep your su- keep your supervillains, please. Yeah. Which leads into them just getting exonerated from the Nova Corps. Nova Corps is like the po- the NYPD down here. Yeah, they're like the Green Lantern of DC. Is the same thing. Ooh, as, yeah. Is it because Nova's? Yeah, I think it is because Nova is one character. Yeah, where I think they made. I don't know, made it for the movie, or was it always a Nova Corpse? I, I thought, I thought it was know, only like, Nova. I, I thought it was only Nova also. Yeah. It was only Nova also. But, yeah, which, they got all their, um, you know, charges exonerated, you know, because mm-hmm. they saved the universe. And, you know, everybody's like, you know what, we're the team. They decided that Star-Lord is your leader, our leader. Groot came back. You know, yeah. he's a tree. Has a little tree dancing plant. Right, mm-hmm. dancing to Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's kind of cute. And, and in total, the movie was a great movie. I just... Really, really, really saw another side of Marvel that they underwent a transformation from just superhero movies to heartfelt characters. Yeah, like to me, this is this is the Star Wars for Marvel movies. I thought this movie probably was right up there with a Winter Soldier. Um, I'm partial more to this movie. I have to see this movie a few more times before I can really give an assessment of it. But um, the Winter Soldier was good as well. But this movie, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, they showed humor. I mean, I've never seen a funny. No, it just was like funny throughout. Like it wasn't yeah, it even was like jokes. Hit so, like it just slapstick humor. Like you know, I mean, everybody's just being sarcastic and funny. Yeah, and Batista was so funny in that yeah, movie. Batista dude. Made, he was, he was like he was hilarious. He was being like the big dumb oaf. Like it just yeah. made it funny. Like he's like he just made slick comments. Rocket was hilarious. Everybody knew Rocket was going to be funny. Yeah. Bradley Cooper did a great job. Yeah, with um, Rocket Raccoon just voicing him. Period. This is. It's just funny. Like it was just anybody could have seen the movie. If you didn't watch a Marvel movie, you can go inside here and go inside this movie theater and just be like, you know what? Yeah. With an open mind, it's like, yo, this movie was just good standalone. Yeah, movie. damn near made over a hundred, hundred and somewhat million dollars what, opening 90, weekend. Ninety four. Ninety four million. Yeah. Jesus, ninety four million. So it's good. and it's, it's still rising there. too. It's going to still rise. Yeah. But that's another thing is that I understood that they took a huge risk. Doing Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, because it's a little unknown to the mass, First the mass of all, people out there. If you know comic books, I mean, I'm not too well versed in comics of now. This is the newer team. This is the, yeah. the newer team. There, there's been Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like, like Adam Warlock was an Adam original Warlock Guardian. Was a major victory, Don you guys. Too, as well. Yeah, Major Victory was in it. And Cosmo the dog, the cameo. He was yeah. That was another yeah. cameo that was there. He was Cosmo the dog, you know, with the dog with the freaking um, astronaut outfit. Yeah, but yeah, they were taking a big risk. I mean, yeah. who, who takes a risk of a bunch of superheroes that nobody knows? Yeah. Marvel sure did, and it definitely paid off. DC won't be able to pull that off. DC can't get some obscure characters and be like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to... Because, like, they did the Avengers Marvel. Like, you I mean, we all knew who these people were. And they yeah. decided, you know what? We're going to try something different. Let's get, uh, let's get the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And it worked out. 
I think that's probably the only ones they can get because I think everything else is Fox and Sony, which you know no, Fox has the X Men. No, DC. I mean, excuse me. Mostly, um, has a lot of characters. Well, they just know, don't have the core characters that we all yeah. like. That's like they, yeah. they don't have the X Men. They don't have Spider Man. They don't have uh, Man Thing. I don't know if you want to. No, think. no, we have Marvel has Man Thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the core characters that everybody knows, like the X Men and Spider Man, we don't have. Yeah. Everything else Marvel could play with. Yeah, we got we got Daredevil, the Punisher. They have Blade also. They they, they all got them. They all got the rights back to these people. So it was like, they can play with these characters. Like they have a lot. They have a, they have a lot of characters they can play with, and they're very obscure characters that they can do cool more. If they can do this with Guardians Galaxy with a damn rocket raccoon that nobody knows, yeah, they can do it with anything. Yeah, I think you know it's 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 just amazing how far they got with this movie, and you know I didn't like I, I knew this movie was gonna make money, but I didn't expect it to be like this. I predicted like seventy three million. I didn't this, think it was gonna be this good. That, this that's what one, it is. like because I, I was seeing the uh, reviews before you know people that went to go see it before the opening day, and it's just like wow. A lot of good reviews compared yeah. to what I thought it was going to be. Like everybody's giving it eight out of ten and nine point five out of ten, and didn't think it was going to be that good. I I, I, I kind of second guess Marvel because this was kind of become a hit or miss for them because if they didn't do pretty good, they were going to be like, eh, you know yeah. what? Uh, we might have to start with the drawing board with somebody else popular. We're going to have to make a, a extravagant movie with the next popular character, which yeah. is what the next movie is Ant Man, right? Ant Man, yes. With Paul Rudd and Michael and- Douglas. That's going to be good, regardless well, of the whole situation with Edgar Wright and Marvel. I hope so. I think I this is so. going to be a phenomenal movie when it comes out. Right, it's going to be, yeah. Uh, you know? Don't I bet against that. Marvel. Don't bet against Marvel. Yeah. I don't know. What Marvel movies have been bad? Like, bad, bad. Well, um, bad in our tense, but great, I miss to other people and months other people. Iron know. Man 2. Iron Man 2. Yes, yes I say Iron Man 2 every episode. Yes, I do. Yeah. That was... It wasn't... It wasn't bad, but it wasn't... You know, up to par with the other Marvel movies. You know, inconsistencies, right? of course, across the board. I thought Incredible Hulk was awesome. Yeah, with Edward Norton, that was yes. Even though you don't like Edward Norton as the Hulk, no, I don't know. I don't like Mark Ruffalo, man. I like Edward Norton. I think Edward Norton. Mark Norris. Ruffalo looks like a nice guy. He looks like a, the way Bruce Banner should look like. Looks should look like Mark Ruffalo, just like that. I don't know. Edward Norton looked too sassy. You know what I mean? Edward Norton, he looked played the Hulk like he had that frail, timid, you know. Confused. Nah, look. he looked. He looked like he was a thug ready to explode. He reminded me of freaking his character in American History X. All you needed is a swastika on his chest. That. You say he that does. all the time. He, you, you, you just have that in your vision. That he always looks like that in your brain. Like I, I he don't can know. play Fight Club. Look how he did in the yeah. fight. It was totally two different people. That's what everybody has their movie that you know goes above and beyond what sets the map. Yeah, Fight Club. No, excuse me. American History X was Edward Norton's movie. That yeah. made him, it solidified him as a good actor. Yeah, he was so good in that movie. Yeah, man. I, I mean, he really made me hate him. Yeah. <laughs> half the movie. And then made me really love him the rest of the movie. Yeah. But he played the Incredible Hulk to the point is that I don't think Bill, even Bill Bixby, not Bill Bixby, he is a Bill Bixby. The one yeah. That could even play a better Hulk. I didn't think Bill Bixby did a good job, to be honest with you. Uh, Bill don't, Bixby was excellent, dude. Yeah, don't start, because you're going to say Adam West was a great Batman also. This is what we grew up with, so that's obviously yeah. what we know. So I'm saying, yeah. we, knew, we knew Bill Bixby, we knew Adam West. So, yeah. okay, fine. But now Edward Norton took over, and now Christian Bale took over. So now we like, okay, yeah. these are better. And I still think Christian Bale is the better Batman, compared oh, yeah. to Michael Keaton, George, oh God, George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Now wait till Ben Affleck comes out. He might be the top Batman now. You know, See, as Grayson is here. See, as yeah. Grayson he's supposed to be an old Batman. We we all old, dude. We, I got Grays too. We all yeah, old, dude. Not a great like Bruce, but not Bruce Wayne Grays. He has billionaire Grays. Yeah. But they're saying he's an old Batman, right? He's supposed to be an older yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh, 
So that so um, so and oh, let's just talk about the the Easter Easter egg in the movie, the after credit scene. It was just we I think okay. we talked about it a little bit, but right, right, right. Howard well, the Duck. Howard the Duck. So obviously, after you know, um, the one of the collector's workers grabbed the Infinity Gem and exploded his, you know, his um. Where all his crap is at all his. He looked like a yeah. to me. He looked like a pack rat. You know, like a dead yeah. collector. He's a collecting a lot. It's like people that collect newspapers and like yeah. freaking old sneakers. That's what he seemed like. He, he collects. collects people. He, he collects, collects stones. Collects well, ducks. Yeah. Collects all that crap. But then you know, at the end of the movie, that dog that was licking Cosmo, his, Cosmo yeah. and you hear somebody in the background like, "Why are you letting him lick your face?" Yeah, and that was Howard the Duck with the voice of Seth Green, looking like a raggedy Scrooge McDuck. Yep. They should have at least made him look like the Leah Thompson Howard the Duck. At least make him like you know yeah, make like CGI ish like yeah or have somebody in a rubber suit. I think I think it was somebody like, in a suit in the original Howard the Duck movie. Right, was, some yeah. midget in a suit, right? Yeah, no, I don't offend anybody. Little person, midgets. I mean, dwarves. little person, little person. You know, that's bestiality. First time in a movie, right? How's it? Oh, oh, jeez. Howard the Duck banged Leah Thompson. Um, it was just, just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting. But how you talking was looking good? Or he had little panties on and stuff like that. Well, Howard the Duck was actually bit. He, oh God. Oh boy, off the subject, dude. I'm just but, saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. They didn't say anything about that. It was bestiality first time in a freaking movie, and they let it. They used to play it on Channel Eleven. If you were yeah. in New York, Channel Eleven back in the days in the late the late nineties, early uh, uh, late eighties, early nineties, yeah. always play that crap. Yeah. Howard the Duck used. To, I used to watch Howard the Duck all the time while I, I wasn't outside, uh, and they always showed. That silhouette of Leah Thompson and Howard, Howard the, Duck the Duck in bed. Oh Gross, God, disgusting. That. You think there will be a spinoff movie of Howard the Duck? Hell no. That was just a little Easter egg. I think it was going to be a one. I think it was going to be a one shot. He needs a wash. That's what he needs. Yeah. A wash and set. That's what he needs. He needs a wash and set because he looks disgusting. All right. So, what do you rank Guardians of the Galaxy from one star to four stars? What do you give it? Four stars or five stars? Give him one to five. All right, all right give him five. One to five stars. I give it. I'm thinking, people. I'm thinking. Okay. Four and a half stars. Four and a half stars? I can't find anything wrong with the movie besides Ronin dying. Yeah. Nebula didn't do too much in the movie, though. Nebula didn't know. She didn't do too much. The best part of her, I, mean, I think we need to talk about the scene where I think she got, well, she got hit or she got blown up or something like that, and then she just, like, fixed her jaw and her... Right, 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 which is kind of creepy. She's, like, part mechanic. She's, like, cybernetic. Yeah, cybernetic, and she just, like, you know, kind of... T-1000-ish yeah, exactly. <laughs> put herself together without liquid metal like yeah that was kind of dope yeah that was good uh yeah so I give it four and a half stars yeah I give it I give it four stars as well not and a half but I give it four Why stars no equally not the half because I, I, I don't want to give I don't half-ass anything you mean I give you four oh, or god, I give you five. Go. Okay, I would half-ass anything oh, but gosh. um I thought the cast was great cast Chris, was great Chris Pratt was excellent as Peter Quill he's gonna get work from now on boy he's, yeah. that's it for him he's gonna be everybody's gonna yeah. wanna get him as true TV go to the movies Dave Bautista was excellent as excellent, Drax. Excellent, and, you know, Drax. hopefully he won't do um, Iron Fist movies no more. Or oh, that one, like the Rizzo, right? Yeah, I didn't like see that movie. His 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 salary grade is probably going to get up there. Up there. Zoe Saldana was excellent. How fine ass. Yeah, Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket, excellent. Well, a mouth like that, you can't do no wrong. All right, and yeah, and Groot, Vin Diesel with I Am Groot, that was excellent too. You think they could replace? They could replace. 
everybody's replaceable. It's CGI. Anybody. You just got to get somebody's voice. But I think those voice now is just so ingrained now. Like, you know, they, they got it. Now, they're all contractually obligated to do a sequel, I believe. So, he, well, I mean, he kind of sounded like Iron Giant. You know what he's like? Yeah, he did. It's just his monotone voice. You know, it's Vin Diesel's voice. You know, he always sounds like that. You know? I think I'm going to ask Marvel if I can do Iron Groot. I am Groot. Oh, I, can, I can do I'm it. Groot. I think I can do it. Why not? No, no. I'm, excuse me, excuse me. Um, audience, I'm gonna be Luke Cage in the next Iron um Marvel c- Cinematic Universe. It'll be the first TV Luke show. Cage that's five foot one. Hey, thanks, thanks. But yeah. I'm gonna be Luke Cage. That's what, that's why I, I told E. I told E that I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm in the gym. I'm training. I my head is bald already. I have the goatee. I'm gonna be Luke Cage. Mark my words. When you be like, oh wow, that kid from the podcast. I'd rather see Cage. Isaiah Mustafa as Luke Cage. He can't you. do a good job. Don't even Isaiah Mustafa is not gonna do a job. My pick, and like I've been telling you, you disagree with me. Terry Crews. What about he, Ch- um, Chadwick Boseman? Will be a good. Word. No, 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 not him. Oh, either. he's too skinny. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm thinking him as Black Panther, not as um, he can do Black Panther. Yeah, he can, he can Black do Black Panther. Panther. He can do Black Panther, but. I think Michael Jai White too would be excellent. Luke but Cage. he he would be an excellent Luke Cage. But isn't he in Arrow? Isn't yeah, he playing yeah, the, the, the black tiger claw or something. Yeah, like that? I don't know. I, yeah, because you know it, they're doing it based on Netflix. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's on contract with them. So I don't think it's going to be able to work. Yeah, with the Warner Brothers, so I don't think yeah. he'll be able to. But right now they're they're filming. Michael Jai White, you done messed up because you could have been War Machine also. Yeah. You look just like War Machine in the comic book. But he, I don't think he, is, he, is he that great of an actor, dude? Like, I, I just know no, he does some action movies. Yeah, the guy sucks. sucks. The guy sucks. The guy sucks. He just has the body to look, and, you know, he's a decent actor. He's yeah. a decent actor. He's not, like, over the top. Yeah. I mean, he plays those movies, those Medea movies. And yeah, the, the, yeah, Tom Tyler Perry movies. Yeah, like, he, he does a good job in them. Yeah. I mean, he can act. But, I mean, let me say something. With those with Marvel movies like that, you don't need to be the best actor on earth. Yeah. Well, see, all you he, need is a look. You need a look and you can be a halfway decent actor, you'll get the job. Yeah, no, but so far Marvel has been pretty on point with their actors, dude. They get like the casting. Actors. That's why I said the casting the casting they have are great. They they, 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 they great cast members. Excuse me, cast members. Great casting. They have the people they they they're believable as the characters. Yeah. Like I wasn't sold on, you know, when that kid was playing the Human Torch, and then he decided to play. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. No, 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 not even Michael B. Chris Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. I wasn't yeah. sold on him when I seen him as creepy. So he sounds like a slapstick, you know, comedic yeah. guy. But then I see him being extra serious yeah. and being uh, like a stand-up, sit, yeah. um, patriotic comedian. Yeah. Like, I don't comedian. like like he always used to remind me of Ryan Reynolds, and you see yeah. how one acts compared to the other. You see Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern, and you see him in as Deadpool, and then you see Chris Evans as the Human Torch, and you see Chris Evans as Captain America. Chris Evans is so different. different. Chris actor. Evans is, yo, he is great actor. Great actor. He makes you believe that he is Captain America. Yeah, like he's sensitive, and he's caring, and he's right. like oblivious to shit. You know what I'm saying? It's really... Compared to even Ryan Reynolds, that Deadpool footage. Tell me that Deadpool footage. That, if y'all didn't know, there was a Deadpool footage that you know they, they leaked out of Comic-Con of him being Deadpool with the suit on and doing all the slapstick humor. This was like a test test stuff like for why uh, didn't they make that promo reel? I, I don't know why because it worked. Not that garbage Deadpool they had in X Men Origins yeah. on Wolverine, which freaking sucked yeah. by the way. Didn't we see that without the without the CGI? Yeah, yeah, remember that? Yeah, oh my God, so with without the sticks. Yeah, with the stick. Oh God. But he did a great job of being. Deadpool, like it just yeah. works. Like it, that's just his character. I think he nature. was born to play that role. They really got to do that movie. You know, what I'm saying you got to yeah. give some Ryan Reynolds uh, his own franchise because Ryan Reynolds has been acting forever. You know, what I'm saying? it would he, work. You see that in in part, Fox Fox owns X Men. Yeah, like. yeah, Fox would 
would have competition with Marvel yeah. because if they well, had, Fox already does with the Days of Future Past, like that, they're just starting though now. Yeah, but that movie. Well, I'm saying no because X Men First Class was pretty good too as well. You know? Well, isn't the everything erased? Well, the, the Days of Future Past erased everything. Then erased the whole timeline of all the X Men movies. So what X Men? X Men Three one? never existed in the world. Period. We don't know what X Men Three is. Like whoever X Men Three is. Uh, disintegrated into air. Yeah, so I better burn my DVD that I yeah, had to... burn it up. But yeah. now it like I think it, it eliminated everything. It had to. Yeah, it, it, it basically rebooted everything all over again. Right. So, um, Jean Grey is still alive and everything. Jean and Grey is still alive. Beast Cyclops, is still, Cyclops is still there, and everybody's still there. So it's like now what I want to see is how they're going to do this days of um, the apocalypse. It's X Men Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Well, is it called it? And it's not going to be Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, Age of, Apocalypse. Age, Age of Ultron. They're not going to confuse everybody. They're going to have Age of Ultron and Age of Apocalypse. Google they, it. I think it's Age of Apocalypse. I think it's. I think it's, yeah. it's, uh, I think it's just regular Apocalypse. Anyway, I, they they're going to just have to have. They're going to fight the younger X Men. They're not the yeah. older X Men. Hugh Jackman probably going to be in this still. Yeah, it's going to be excellent dude, when this movie comes out. Well, yeah, that's going to be good. That's another two years too, right? Yeah. Damn man, everything's <laughs> in two years. Yeah, everything comes in twos. All the good things. Good well, things I mean, two. well, that's so we're Batman. Done we're done with the Marvel movies this year, though. The whole slate. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. So that's next nothing. year. So next year, um, Ant Man and um, Age of Ultron. Ant Man is in the early spring, or early, early spring. Then um, Age of Ultron's in July, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Age of Ultron's in July. I, I can't wait for Age of Ultron. That's gonna be dope. Um, you know. So I mean, hey. Anything else you want to add in? No, or? I think Guardians of the Galaxy is a must-see. I must see it must again. Must-see, you better see it. You know, go because take your kids. The reason why is, like, we went to go see the movie, and there's people yelling at the freaking movie theater, even though we went the first day. It's hard to see a movie. Never go to 42nd Street. Street. Yes. You never oh. go to 42nd Street. Times Square, if you're going to go see a movie, you got to see something like that low-key so you can listen to everything yes. the characters are saying. If you're in a damn movie theater, everybody's running their mouths, talking, they see somebody, a character, yeah. they laugh. It's like a damn laugh track. You can't even hear the, the rest of exactly. the, the, the dialogue. It's just ridiculous. We need to go to the screeners where, you know what I'm saying, we, we can't do it with the regular uh, Hello, people. screeners. You see, this is the Atomic Podcast. Send some tickets over. I need to be on the red carpet so I can see the movie without anybody talking. Thank yes, you. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Need, yeah, I need to see it. I can't I, I can't do 42nd Street anymore. Yeah, 42nd Street is just, it was just wild though, you know, but um, we're definitely going to see Ninja Turtles. And we're definitely yes, gonna that's Ninja Turtles. That. that is next weekend. Mixed Reviews. Yeah, see, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, and I'm trying to, you know, say because I don't want to go with somebody else's idea in my head and say, oh, this is going to be whack because this person said this. It's a Michael Bay concept, part. dude. Michael you know? Bay concept. You know how Michael Bay gets down. Yeah. Very extravagant explosions. Yeah. You'll see women's, story. women's feet and close-ups of like you know somebody with glossy lips looking at explosions. Sexy ass Megan Fox is in it. Yes, I talk about women. Yes, I do. Megan <laughs> Fox is in it. Oh, Megan thumbs. Her thumbs are just creepy. Look at her thumbs, thumbs. on Google. Why? Yeah. What's wrong with her thumbs? Her thumbs look like toe thumbs. Oh, you never seen Megan Fox thumbs? Nah, like, I never they're realized. They're just creepy, that. dude. Like, ugh. I look at her face. <laughs> look at her thumbs, dude. They're creepy. I look at her face. Among other things on her body, I look at. Oh God. Is it? Was name Brian Austin Green married to? Yeah, David Silver from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah. Wasn't he rapping too at one point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was he a great rapper? Hell no. Anyway, sorry about that. I just was thinking about Megan Fox and her. I don't know if she did anything. She loves the guy, man. She married him. Anyway, she's in it. Yeah. Well, I think we'll have a. We want to review that also. Full, full episode. Uh, uh, partial two. episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to. 
I, not to say that I haven't grown up with Ninja Turtles. We all have, but that's not deserving of a full show. Guardians was a deserving of a full yes, show. Yes, yes. Guardians was excellent. Again, once again, it once was again. so excellent, dude. Yes, you. it is a must-see. It needs to be on your must-see summer blockbusters to watch. I definitely can't wait for the DVD for it to come out, and I hope they have deleted scenes or alternate ending. Obviously, they will. You know they will. They yeah. will, definitely. So... Are we yes, done? Yes, this is Ephraim Guzman. Eve's the canon Sanin, like you would say. My heterosexual life mate. And this is... Oh, wait. Before we leave, oh, just to let you know, we do have an email address to send us. Besides our SoundCloud, where you can actually send oh, us... Oh, yeah, plug away, plug away. You can send us, you know, any information, comments, listen to the show, podcast. Um, SoundCloud slash The Atomic Podcast. Our email is theatomicpodcast22 at gmail.com. Can they follow us also on SoundCloud as well? Yeah, they yeah, can. Yeah, they yeah, can. Yeah. You can follow us on SoundCloud also as well. And our Twitter is DA Atomic Podcast. That's also our Twitter, our Twitter name. You can follow us on all these platforms. We are here to serve you guys as intellectuals. Intellectual yeah, intellectuals. Critics. Not even regular critics. Regular critics yeah. from Guys that you probably know that probably talk about movies all day. Yeah. Now it's us. You can yeah. listen to us now. We're the minority Siskel and Ebert, though. You know? Minority Siskel. On that note, thank or you. Or the, the low budget New York on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yep. Until next time. Peace. Enjoy.